as power and boost levels spiral out of control, this can be too much for some factory alloy blocks and this results in a range of problems right up to the point where the sleeves can actually split. And we're here with John from Darden Sleeves to talk a little bit about sleeving technology. Welcome to High Performance Academy's Tuned In Field Report podcast series. In these special midweek episodes, we look back through our archives to find the best conversations we've had through years worth of attending the best automotive events across the globe. We've pulled the audio from these tech-filled interviews with some of the industry's most well-known figures and presented it in podcast format for you to enjoy as a quick hit of insider knowledge. Now, for a start, with a high-level view, what is a sleeve and how does it fix that particular problem that I've just, just described? Sleeving actually adds more rigidity and more strength and more structure to the blocks themselves. A lot of times with the aluminum blocks and stuff, they are better materials now than they were before, but they're still weak in the cylinder areas and stuff to where that's where the sleeving involved makes the block a lot stronger, especially more than what the stock application intended it to, you know, to be when they first originally made them. So the other element here is a lot of these alloy blocks, the way that they are cast is that they are what we refer to as open deck, which in a nutshell means that the existing sleeves essentially aren't linked or connected to the outside of the block. And this can result in problems like the sleeves tending to flex and move around and cause head gasket failures at high boost levels. So what is the solution in the aftermarket with a sleeve to fix that particular element? The first thing we do is we actually make what we call our MID sleeve. It's actually a lot thicker and creates an actual removable option and a closed deck option for the sleeve. So what we're doing is we're eliminating the stock freestanding wall of the casting and replacing it with a ductile iron sleeve. So what that does is actually the same thing. It makes a more of the block more rigid and then actually closes and gives the block complete support up at the top. So you don't have that problem when there are high boost applications where you got a lot of sidewall load, where we have what we call sleeve walk with the open deck configuration that fixes that and stuff and closes everything off and gives added support to the top so you don't have that problem stuff with any movement so you don't have that head gasket issue in the long run. Now one of the common problems we hear with sleeving in the aftermarket and this is not just for the Darden brand it's every sleeve out there is that it seems to be a bit of a lottery as to whether or not you're going to suffer from a sleeve dropping once the engine is assembled and it's run for the first time and it's heat or heat cycled I should say. Now before we get into what causes that, can you expand on what I'm actually meaning, what that term, a sleeve dropping, actually refers to? Generally what that is, is when the sleeves actually are installed, uh, once they're ran, the sleeves either settle um, and they'll actually sink below the deck surface, which essentially that causes you to lose head gasket seal. So you'll have, generally we're supposed to have a flush deck. Once the sleeve sinks, it moves down below that deck. So then essentially losing all the embossment that's around the compression area loses complete seal. So then you actually get leaking into the cylinder itself because you just there's no seal for head gasket anymore due to the sleeve sinking below the deck surface. And we're only talking potentially a few thousandths of an inch here. It's not a lot of movement that's required to cause this problem, correct? Correct. You're looking like maybe three thou will make of you any type of seal because once that embossment moves away from that surface, then you're going to get water goes where it's going to go. Especially So it's going to seep one thou, two thou. It's going to create some type of leakage or even compression out and stuff into the cooling system. Depends, you know, what kind of power levels you're looking at. Okay, so this is a problem that, that we hear a lot about. What is causing it? 
what what is the problem that's actually resulting in these sleeves dropping if you look at a sleeve it's a solid piece of metal there's no moving parts to it so generally it's a process problem when we actually machine blocks you look at the sleeve you measure the register where the sleeves actually supposed to sit when you go to machine the block you generally we recommend doing that, say, five thousand shy. So what happens is once you put the sleeve in, you measure the sleeve, measure the block, see where your register depth is supposed to be. Say you do it five thousand shy. Once you put that sleeve in, once it's sitting up from that five thousand, if you're using Loctite or epoxy or whatever, trying to seal the block, once that's in, you see that the, the sleeve's in that difference. Then you're able to know the block is complete, the sleeve seated, and you can flush deck that block and stuff without having any problems because it's primarily not having the sleeve seated in the first place and that sounds on face value to be relatively straightforward Does, doesn't seem like rocket science why are there so many problems in the aftermarket with the machine shops installing these sleeves is it a lack of skill a lack of reading the instructions or is it the equipment they have access to Sometimes it's equipment. I mean, you look at CNCs now, they've come a very long way. I mean, there's still guys out there, a lot of oil shops, still running boring bars and stuff. And you're not able to hold the tolerances and stuff that you should be doing with like a CNC. I mean, you're able to do, especially when you're doing sleeving. There's, we're running on like half a thousand tolerances on a lot of this stuff. You're doing this with like a boring bar. It's even hard to maintain bore centers without having, say, digitals and stuff to be able to maintain all that and stuff with having everything within half to one thousand tolerances a lot of machinery you're not able to do that unless you're using a precise cnc machine so would you say on that basis then really cnc equipment is a requirement or is old-fashioned equipment with a really skilled operator uh, able to do the job no cnc i mean it's it's the future I mean, there's a lot of things you can't do some of our sleeves are they're really in-depth cutting and stuff machining you can't do an interpolated cut with a boring bar and stuff, a lot of things you have to, especially the way cut blocks are casted, there's no just machining straight holes. Some of them you got to avoid stuff. Some of them water jackets, you have to avoid, you know, cutting certain depths. You got to be able to call it multi-diameters and stuff. And those things are difficult to do unless you have a CNC machine. Do you want to take your car knowledge game to the next level? Join us in the next free lesson at hpacademy.com slash free and start developing your own skills today. Okay, another question I've got is that cutting or removing the material from the alloy block obviously it generates heat and and when we look at some of these mid sleeve installations there's a huge amount of material basically you're you're machining the entire center out of these blocks which is going to generate heat does this need to be accounted for because obviously the aluminium material of the block is going to expand as it gets hot with that the friction so do we need to factor this in when when the final cuts are being done or is it not an issue well we do because like i said we're holding tighter tolerances when it comes to doing our sleeves so a lot of the machines out there there's two types of machines you have the regular open machines and then you have flood coolant machines usually when you have a flood coolant machine you're able to actually hold the tolerances better because you're able to control temperature so you can't get as say aggressive when you're not doing flood coolant you're sitting there you can't just hog out a block in one machine pass and be able to take out you know enough material to put in sleeve with unless you're running flood coolant you got to take smaller cuts so you don't overheat that block and not cause distortion so having a flood coolant machine actually helps because you're you're keeping that range of temperature at a more controlled level and you're able to actually take out more material at once makes sense in terms of getting a customer aligned with a machine shop that data and are comfortable with know that they can do the job and, and deliver that customer really good results do you have a resource to, to help customers link up with those machine shops all around the country or all around the world 
Oh yeah, we do. On our website, we have like our distribution uh, list and it does give an idea of like the best shops that we deal with. And then we also have recommendations too, because there are a lot of good shops that can do the machining and we give people that option. You don't have to just go to us. There are a lot of good machine shops that we will refer people to and stuff, especially depending on what area they're living in. All right, perfect. It's uh, good to, to sort of get a little bit more understanding around the sleeve dropping and, and hopefully our listeners can now understand that it's not a guaranteed that you're going to have these problems. Using the right machine shop can can avoid that pain. If people want to find out more about your specific products and sleeves, how they best to do so, John? Uh, you can go to our website, www.dartonsleeves.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for your time. No problem. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to leave a review on whatever platform you've chosen to listen to it on. It goes a long way to help us getting the word out there. All these conversations and much more are also available in full on our High Performance Academy YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe. It's a one-stop shop when it comes to going faster, stopping quicker, and cornering better.